Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. This week's Activity Quest is all about creating music with nature. We're out and about looking at outdoor sculptures which create music, as well as making our very own musical instruments as well. Plus, we've got events from all across the country. My name is Bex, and every episode of Activity Quest starts with a fun kids presenter doing something awesome. Today, you've joined me in Kingswood near Ashford, Kent, at a score for a hole in the ground. Now, this sculpture kind of looks like a gramophone, I guess, on top of a stick. And I've come today dressed in my wellies and my waterproofs, ready to go, because you need to come when it rains to really have the full experience. Most of the instrument is actually under the ground, you see. So as it rains, water trickles under the ground and into the instrument's echo chamber. As it isn't raining a lot yet, I'm going to try and use water from my water bottle to get it started. Now, in times of drought or plumbing problems, it is still possible to hear music. You do just have to bring your own water. So make sure that water bottle is pretty full. If you look carefully through the slits in the cover in some places, you can see a wire mesh. Below the mesh are trays of gravel that break up the flow and cause drips to form, which actually makes the music. So I'm going to pour in my water. Hmm, Let's listen and see what we can hear. the music that's being created as the rain is falling into the hole in the ground it hits metal splines which in turn create musical tones these would normally be quiet but the sound is made louder through the seven meter horn coming out of the ground because of the exact weather uh, it's never going to be the same twice the music you hear is completely unique and it will be different every single time if this instrument stays here for more than 1000 years it will never play the same piece of music how cool is that the music we hear right now is different to the music that people will hear like tomorrow so a score for a hole in the ground was created by a musician that some of your parents might know Jem Finer who is one of the founding members of the Pogues Unfortunately, the instrument hasn't been maintained, so it doesn't always work. Your best chance is to brave the rain like me and see if it's working. Or bring a bottle of water. If you don't fancy braving the rain to see nature making music, Meg has somewhere else you can visit. Meg, can you hear me? I can just about hear you, Bex, although I will say it is very, very windy where I am today, which is perfect because I'm going to show you a musical instrument sculpture that is powered by the wind. Today I am at the Singing Ringing Tree in Burnley, which is in Lancashire. I'm really excited to show you this because I came here as a child and I've not been back since and I have such clear memories of it being the most awesome experience and I don't think there is that many things that you do as a child that you remember so clearly but I remember coming here and absolutely loving it. So as I walk up to it I'll try and explain what it looks like. It's like a sculpture on top of a hill. You can see all of the Pennine Hill range from where the sculpture is. And the sculpture is supposed to look like a tree, but I think it kind of looks like a tree if it was designed by a Cyberman from Doctor Who, because it's all made up of metal tubes. It kind of looks like a tornado, to be honest. And it was designed by Mark and Anna Tonkin. And 
basically all these tubes that look like this whirlwind of metal are made out of galvanized steel and it's three meters tall and all of these tubes are cut across in a different way to make a sound so some tubes are longer some tubes are shorter and they twist around at different angles so no matter where the wind is some wind will make its way through the tunnel and as it does it will make a noise imagine if you got a metal straw and you blew through it almost make a sound and these are designed in a special way to make a sound depending on where the wind is it will make a different sound can you hear it I'm quite close to it now so you should be able to hear it it's very noisy i'm shouting over the top of it what do you think it sounds like i think it's quite robotic i like this idea that it's like a robot has made this tree that sounds so different to everything around us it's kind of eerie as well some people say it sounds like a scary movie what do you think it sounds like you can hear the noise changes as the wind changes so depending on where the wind is and how the wind interacts with the sculpture it makes a different noise which means that a lot like a score for the hole in the ground where Bex is, depending on when you come, you'll hear a completely different thing. People liked this sculpture so much that they built one in Austin in Texas, um, which is a completely other side of the world because they liked it so much. But it does need to be somewhere windy, which is why somewhere like Burnley in Lancashire is the perfect place. And you can overlook the beautiful Pennines, spend a little afternoon here. It's it's beautiful and running around it, listening to the different music that it's making, kind of trying to jump up and have a peek and work out how it works it's truly amazing i think it's a great thing to come and see and like i say as a child i remember this so clearly and it's not disappointed me today it's absolutely brilliant this idea of a wind-powered sound sculpture it looks amazing and it sounds amazing it's something for all the different senses and it's nice to go somewhere finally where it being windy is actually an advantage because normally in the north of England it's just something we have to put up with but it is very cool to be here on a windy day and listen to this amazing music from the singing ringing tree. Okay, so we've seen how rain can create music at a score for a hole in the ground and how wind can create music at the singing ringing tree. I wonder if we can have a go at making a very special musical instrument inspired by nature. Nature is always making music. I've just walked to the car park and the sound of rain on the metal cars, it's like its own kind of music and the breeze in the trees. I think now that I've been to singing ringing tree, I'm kind of noticing how nature can be music all around me. Um, the singing ringing tree where I was obviously used tubes which made a sound when the wind went through them. I thought maybe for Craft Corner we could have a go at making pan pipes, but I tried making my own pan pipes out of basically like cardboard straws. I put the cardboard straws together and I made some shorter and some longer, thinking they would sound really cool and, well, listen to it for yourself. It doesn't sound that good, does it? I wonder if, like, the only disadvantage of all straws being paper straws now is that 
they don't work very well if you want to make your own pan pipes. So Bex, I could really do some ideas of how I can make music at home because my pan pipes didn't really work out. I wonder if we can have a go at making our very own musical instruments inspired by nature. All right, while we get that set up, let's hear all of the events going on in the UK. Thanks, Bex. Here's one for you. Come and learn about the importance of Manchester's cotton trade at the People's History Museum. Discover 19th century secret societies that graced the alleyways of Manchester. At this museum, your family can uncover over 1,500 objects that are on exhibition and hear about the stories behind each and every one. One of the most popular parts of the museum is the Letters in a Box station, where you can engage with 100-year-old objects that represent an individual's life phm.org.uk Next up, flumes, waves, pirate ships and giant inflatable slides. They're all at Swallows Leisure Centre in Kent. Every Saturday evening they have pool parties with DJs, games and loads of interactive fun. There's also a gym for kids, a six-court sports hall for badminton, football and basketball and if you're feeling super brave, you can even try some fencing. It's in Sittingbourne, SwaleLeisure.com is the place to find out more about that one and delve into York's fascinating Viking legacy at Jorvik Viking Centre. This is your chance to get close to thousand-year-old artefacts and chat with some friendly Viking hosts. You can explore 10th century Viking Age cities, complete with all of the sights, sounds and smells that they would have had. You'll see some of the world's rarest Viking artefacts, from jewellery and socks to frying pans and even a fossilised Viking poo. It's not entirely based in the past, though. There's some cutting-edge technology to help you learn about our ancestors, too. JorvikVikingCenter.co.uk And finally, the latest issue of Top of the Pops magazine is here. It's packed with style buys for an ultimate wardrobe glow-up, cute posters of your favourite celebs, and 12 amazing quizzes. Find 101 cool things to do in Roblox in an extra mini-mag, plus your chance to win an iPhone and some awesome Billie Eilish goodies. The new Top of the Pops magazine is out on Wednesday. We've headed over to Craft Corner to make rain sticks with Connor. Now, a rain stick is a long, hollow tube filled with items like small pebbles or beans that has small pins or thorns arranged on its inside surface. When the stick is turned upside down, the pebbles fall to the other end of the tube and it sounds like rain. The rain stick is believed to have been invented by the Mapuche people from Chile and Argentina. They believe that playing the rain stick could bring about storms. So what will we be making our rain sticks from, Connor? So rain sticks are usually made from cactus. The cactus, which are hollow, are dried in the sun. The spines are removed, then driven into the cactus like nails. Pebbles or other small objects are placed inside the rain stick and the ends are sealed. A sound like rain is made when the rain stick is turned. I couldn't find any cactus, so I'm using the tube from the middle of wrapping paper, rice, two elastic bands or bubbles and tin foil. The first thing you want to do is decorate the tube. Be creative. How do you want it to look? I'm using paint and painting a jungle on mine. Bex, how's yours coming along? 
Okay, well, I'm using crayons to draw some raindrops, a sun, and a rainbow. Oh, perfect. Once you've finished the design, put a layer of tin foil over one end of the tube and secure it with an elastic band. Flip the tube over and put a handful of rice inside. Or you can use beads into the tube and add a layer of tin foil on the end to secure with the elastic band. So we need to make sure that what's inside doesn't come out. Now you've created a rainmaker, and when you tip the instrument, it should sound like the rain in a rainforest. Mine does. There are lots of ways to make instruments at home. You can try adding different amounts of water to glasses. The less water in a glass, the higher pitch sound it will make compared to glass with lots of water. This is because the empty glass only has air around it, so the glass vibrates quickly when it is hit, causing the higher pitch sound. The glass full of water causes the glass to vibrate slower, and the sound you hear is at a lower pitch. Experiment and see if you can make a song using homemade instruments. Enjoy! Remember, whatever you do, wherever you go, whether it's making a rainmaker or something else entirely, we want to know. Share your results with us. You can leave us a five-star review wherever it is you're listening to this or get in touch at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. Remember, there's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to anytime. If you're after some more suggestions, just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids every weekday from 4pm. See ya! Um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of, like, um, kind of furry, you know what I mean? It's a warm spring day in late March, and ever since the leaves have started to come out, Roby Joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't, and also, like, how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves. To find out, join us on The Conversation's Curious Kids, wherever you get your podcasts.